welcome back to another episode of this podcast from Katie's Tacoma. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's been um, maybe a little over a year since I created my last episode, and I just felt inclined to be able to do another episode from one of my friends. His name is Anthony, and we've been talking about filming one for a while at least over a year, but now today is our lucky day. So let me introduce him. Anthony, do you want to say hello? Hello. Thank you for having me today on your podcast. I know it's been quite a journey, you know, to get this going and uh, I'm happy to be here today. Yay. I'm so glad you got to come on here. Absolutely. So Anthony, we have been following each other on Instagram, I think since I got my truck, right? How did we, oh, sorry. My phone might go off, so let me just put it on vibrate there. Um, how do we get to know each other? We know each other from Instagram. Yeah, so definitely. Elaborate? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think you probably popped up on one of my things, like maybe just like on like people you know, or just like a what they call it, like your board, like your storyboard, like where it shows everybody's different like posts. And then um, I kind of realized, like, oh, that person lives in the same county I live in, in Ventura area. And, um, yeah, so then I followed you and then we had mutual people that we had in common that we followed. And I think that's what kind of like kicked off the friendship there. Do you remember we were talking about Mountain Hatch, the tailgate inserts? Remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. We were talking about that. And then we were talking about, I think suspension. And then we, so we figured out that we lived in the same County and then it turned out that my work at Starbucks was right near his house. And do you remember the first time we met? You oh, came yeah. to my work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty funny because you were <laughs> actually like not that, like you were literally like a block away from where I actually had just bought a house. And um, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. I remember giving you a sticker and then you had Bill Stein suspension and that's what I was looking at getting. Mm. And I was showing you my setup. You were showing me your setup. And at the time you had a Ranger, right? Yeah, so I had a 2020 uh, Ford Ranger FX4 at the time. So, yeah, it was a fairly new truck for off-road market, so it was kind of unique. When did you get your truck? I think I got it in 2020. What month? Oh, um, I think it was like November. November? Oh my gosh, that's so funny because I got mine in October. So we literally got our trucks around the same time. Same time, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool so i wanted to really quick give like an icebreaker for this episode because it's your first time filming a podcast so i want to ask you some random questions and just kind of like get you nice and comfortable and me comfortable as well since it's been so long that i've done one but so the first question is is do you eat craft macaroni and cheese with a spoon or a fork wow is a spork allowed? No, no. It has <laughs> okay. to be one or the other. I feel like there's a good median there. Um, I'm definitely a fork person. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't even think I can make eye contact with I can grip fork. the noodles, like, with the fork. No. The spoon is just a, a tool, like, a little, like, spatula. A know? spatula? Spatula. <laughs> no. I, me and my little brother have the biggest, deepest conversations because I think that a spoon, you're able to acquire more macaronis than a fork. Fork is just way too difficult. 
Would you agree? Apparently not, right? <laughs> I mean, I'll come to common ground with the prison spork, but um, yeah, I think sporks are, are no. good medium. Oh, this is not going to end well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Do you sleep with socks on or off? It's really funny. Um, I sleep with socks on. No. Yeah, really? I hate to admit that because no. I know it's like not okay, but I just like being super comfy. I don't know. Something about it is so comforting. Thin socks, fluffy socks. You look like a fluffy socks type of guy. That's because I'm a husky gentleman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I'm definitely, you know, an average sock guy. An average sock. Average sock guy. Okay. Okay. Like Hanes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hanes is okay. Long well, socks though. So I shouldn't be too critical because only until about a year ago is when I started sleeping without socks. But until then, I would had to sleep every night with a fresh new pair of socks. That's right. That sounds right. Yeah, like, like a fresh pair is okay. But I think if you sleep with like the hair years. from that day, it's Ooh. a little weird, yeah. you know? No. So I can understand why you like to sleep with socks on. And I can say that I was there. But now I'm not. Yeah, I no. have to. But my feet have to have a perfect amount of lotion too because ew, you don't want like dry feet in the sheets yuck oh yeah yeah that's that's a big no-no <laughs> no um okay so cool do you feel more comfortable now that we're like i do yeah i feel like my back's cracked neck's cracked you know <laughs> hands are good to go and you had like a masseuse and everything oh yeah deep tissue massage like I'm, we're here i'm so glad just from those few conversations <laughs> <laughs> all right so anthony used to have a ranger and now he actually has a bronco so tell me what made you transition from the ranger to a bronco so it's really funny because i was always told like you need a truck mm -hmm. in the family which i, I still kind of strongly believe in that but i saw the broncos come out and like just like the initial art of like the rendering of them and i was like god that looks so good because it's a good throwback to the retro look and then i was like well how can I acquire one? You know, at that time I had my Ranger and to me, like it was kind of expensive because that was like a pretty pricey truck too, for what it was compared to a Tacoma. Yeah. Tacomas are still pricey as well. And, um, I did like the idea that they had like a turbo four cylinder that was in RS before had RS internals. So it's a very strong engine. And then once I knew the Bronco had an option to get the same engine as my Ranger, same transmission, it's a 10 speed. And, um, and you could opt for a seven speed manual if you really wanted one, which was actually pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I just took a chance and ordered one and I didn't know whether I wanted a four door or two door. I had a four door Ranger, which was like, great. Having a four door is amazing, but I had ordered a two door. So to me, getting, looking at it and seeing the commercial, seeing the rendering, seeing all the press, that's what sold it for me. And just realizing that this was more off-road capable, having it with a Sasquatch package, which meant it came with front lockers and rear lockers. To me, it was like, okay, that's like the ultimate off-roader for a Ford right now. So. So you were like time for an update two years after having your Ford Ranger. Yeah. I mean, I had originally had a original pre-order, like the first days they opened a pre-order, I had pre-ordered a four door in, um, God, it's slipping my mind, but it's a purplish black color. Mm -hmm. And then ended up not getting that color because I think there was an issue with that order and then it just kind of wasn't the right time in my head. So a year goes by and I ended up getting another order for a two door green one base model and a Sasquatch package, which is like a $7,000 option, which is like very bougie. 
But if you like the brilliance of the basics in an off-road car where you don't have a ton of tech, a ton of like bells and whistles, and you just like want an off-roader, it was a good deal to add that package to a base model. And that's what I did. Yeah, sometimes having things simple and then expanding on that is better than getting something with all the bells and whistles. That's what I think. Right. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And what color do you have? I have an eruption green. So it's that nice green metallic that you don't see too many in. I was fortunate to get my order switched to that to where I could get that color. And they had already made a certain amount of tubs in green. So I actually fast-tracked my order, I think, which like made it come to me quicker. And um, yeah, I was so pumped. That's so dope. What <laughs> yeah. day did you get it? I got mine in, let's see, I think May, May 13th or May 14th. Okay. And when did you pre-order it? So it would have been, all together would have been like like almost about a year and a half like of waiting. Dang. so it's a long time it's a long okay. i actually forgot about it at one point <laughs> <laughs> so just driving my ranger that i kept pimping out until i sold it but you did a lot of stuff on that ranger that ranger was so cool it was pretty dope <laughs> so, so what was so okay i have to say that i'm a toyota enthusiast you're a ford enthusiast absolutely obviously they clash mm -hmm. um in different ways so what was your pros and cons of your ranger and what are your pros and cons of the Bronco? Yeah, so... Think long and hard about this. Uh, well, I love Toyota. I think Toyota is a great product. I think I love Land Cruisers. I think Land Cruisers are just so amazing, especially ones that are overseas. Like, they're just very durable. And even here, like, you see them lasting as long as some diesel cars, like, mileage-wise. Um, but for the Ranger, I think knowing that I could have that much power, I could tune that engine... Uh, still keep it kind of California legal, you know, for those of you that are listening there out of state, California has some restrictions on the <laughs> car. So, um, on a lot of things, but yeah, it's definitely, um, ah, fuck, it's got torque. And then it had a rear locker. I mean, these Rangers weren't, I don't think Ford initially thought Rangers were going to be used for off-roading and overlanding. I think they just assumed they'd be used to support trucks. Mm -hmm. But as the market evolved and people started doing suspension work and, you know, leaf springs, it became a pretty good contender, I think, with Tacomas. Now, we can argue about the durability. I mean, a non-turbo car to a, you know, naturally aspirated car, the turbo is going to go out. And that's something you don't have to worry about on your Tacoma. Mm -hmm. But I just think the power and torque in the Ranger and the infotainment area was pretty nice for me. Mm -hmm. So I like that a lot. And what were some cons of the Ranger and do, and do you have any cons of the Bronco? Yeah. So cons on the Bronco and the Ranger. So the I'll start with the Ranger. The Ranger's cons for the FX4 suspension was just trash. Really? Like, it's not good suspension out of the factory. And the leaf springs in those cars are just horrendous. Like, Isn't it just like one leaf spring? It's, it's like, like barely one. Yeah. It's like one or two just packed on each other. It's, it's like nothing to write home about. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty sketchy. Um, but I would say those are kind of my biggest issues. It's just the suspension. Mm -hmm. Overall, the engine, working on it yourself is very easy. Doing your ocean is very easy. Um, I had tuned mine. Mine was very fast. And I had done a lot of aftermarket to mine. And it was just like a little race car in a truck. But Bronco, now we're fast forwarding to 2022. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same engine. But the intercooler, everything, like... 
it's like we have now dual electric fans. You know, you could tell that they really saw and learned the issues with the Ranger and kind of like developed a better product with the Bronco. And the Bronco had dual electric fans. It had like everything was going to the turbo, like all the hoses and everything was just redesigned. And it was a lot more simplistic and less wires. Like I could touch anything and work on anything in that Bronco. And that's what I really love is they made it very off-road overland like friendly so nice i like that all right well this is all good information for any of you that are considering getting a bronco if they're even available still i have no idea what the status is of that would you do you know by chance if people can still even get them yeah you can definitely go find one and <laughs> buy one okay. um but you're gonna most likely pay a hefty markup at mm. least five thousand a markup which is just to anybody that has bought a car as an adult prior to COVID, <laughs> you would never ever pay 5,000 on a markup mm -hmm. and uh, people do it. Um, I know a couple of people that paid like almost 10,000 in markups on their Bronco. Oh and I just can't believe, I just look at them and go like, you couldn't wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, now the order banks, we have order banks for these Broncos and they open up, I think January, 2023, they were supposed to open November. And I mm. think they just had too much flux of people trying to order. So I don't know the exact story. But yeah, it's it's probably the demands there, but the supply is like probably yeah yeah. There's not bare minimum. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, hopefully more people will be able to buy more. Hopefully, with this whole pandemic and stuff and supply chain stuff, that people will be able to get that vehicle because it's pretty dope. It is. I mean, yeah. Your your rig looks pretty dope. Do you? What are your plans for it? Like, are you building it to be more off roading? Are you building it to be more camping? Are you building it to be more mall crawly? Like, what are you, what is your aspirations for it? That's funny. Um, yeah, it's a mall princess. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, actually, I kind of like have a balance with it because I just moved back from Texas, mm -hmm. which is, um, I'm sure we get that at some point. But for me, it's, you know, I have a roof tent on there now that I made a video on YouTube about. And that's kind of like where I've kind of fell into the overland. Like, I, I kind of looked at it as more, I overbuilt my Ranger for what I, would be using it for like you would think that thing would go through like an australian like adventure but <laughs> you really don't need all those bells and whistles once you start spending the money and actually using it you're like well that's a, i wasted a lot of money on this rig you know and so for me with this bronco is simple is best and so i have ditch lights which are just aux beams shout out to them because it's a great product very easy to wire up and i got a rooftop tent which is like a very it's pretty thin, I think, low profile for that Bronco. I bought it on Amazon, so I did a video on YouTube about that. You guys can look that up. It's Anthony Sasquatch. Um, so it's just me talking about a roof tent on a two-door Bronco. But I just thought, well, if I can have something I could camp in, maybe if I'm working too far from home and then just need to camp overnight or whatever, it's as simple as the best way to go. So that's what I did. Nice, nice. Um Next question is, what are your favorite brands that you um, respect, want to support, continue to support um, for your builds? Yeah, that's tough because there's so many good brands out there. Um, and it's hard, you know, like I, I like to support local too, but it's like tough because there's so many international brands that are just amazing. And um, like, I know ARB is going to be a fan for everybody because there's mm -hmm. just makes such killer products. And I definitely love ARB and working with their customer service. They've taken care of me multiple times and, you know, I, I love that, you know, so 
them for sure. Bill Stein or Bill Steen, depending how you want to pronounce it, where you're from. They're just an amazing company. They make an amazing product. It's very reliable and just great ride. You know, you can't go wrong with them. Uh, second to that would be like Icon to me, you know, or Kings even. Just Kings have a long lead up time, you know. And it costs like an astronomical amount of money to afford Kings. Like if I had all the money in the world, I'd buy them. But until then, I'm Gucci with my yeah. We got they're so <laughs> they're so nice. Like if I could afford yeah. a pair of Kings, I would just be in heaven. But um, <laughs> but I'm good with Bilstein's. I think they're just amazing. I actually have them from factory on my Sasquatch package. Um, but the 6100s, me and you both had those on our previous or on our builds. And mm -hmm. um, I think those are great, you know, so it's a bigger shock body and just really strong and durable. So third, this is actually kind of like maybe more specific, but because it's more like of a race company, they make fiberglass vendors. It's APG off-road. I don't think I've heard of them. Yeah. Okay. So, so they kind of do like Ford Rangers and like Bronco builds. Um but I think the owner's name is George. I could be wrong. I just like, it's like in my head as his name is George. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I've talked to them and they're just amazing people over there and what they're doing, like on these designs for like building Broncos into like racers and doing carbon fiber, like kits and King kits, like suspension. It's just like insane. And it's in California but their company is just gangster. I love it. So that's like more specific to like Ford and Ford products. But yeah, APG Off-Road is so cool. I think I've maybe heard of that company before, but right on, dude. I like I like all those companies that you mentioned. Um, my top tier, probably favorite company is Method Race Wheels. I mean, they oh, have yeah. the most coolest rims that you could on the market. I just think they're the most aesthetically pleasing, the most durable, the most... I just, nothing compares to the quality of them. And they just have a really good company, really good customer service. Um, their mission is awesome. And so that's like my number one. And then Bill Stein, like you said, is also another great company. Their suspension just on the road and off the road. It's just, the performance oh, yeah. is great. Like I wanted something that would give me a good, comfortable ride off-road, but also still be comfortable on the streets. So right, right. you have your higher up suspension kits, but... They perform really nice off-roading, but on the on the street, it's pretty subpar. It's either mm. really stiff or really loose, and so Bill Stein just like creates a great product. And then Underland Off-Road, you mentioned him to me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Wyatt, yes, Wyatt, yes, great guy actually. If you need anything, hit him up on Instagram. He provides some very great services. Yeah, for... huge shout out to Wyatt. Actually, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Wyatt. Yeah, you are a phenomenal gentleman. You are a fine specimen for sure for hooking us all up. So oh, yeah. if you need anything, definitely hit them up. And then also Skosh, their accessory. Oh, Skosh, yeah. Skosh is local to us. And they just have every accessories that you could ever think of that you need for your vehicle, for your lifestyle, for anybody. So I highly recommend them. So do you have any like suspension that you're thinking? Are you, I mean, I presume you're going to get probably Bill Stein suspension upgrade, correct? Yeah. So, you know, it's really tough because one thing I've learned when you buy new vehicles oh. and the product market takes time to catch up. Cause I mean, it's easy for all of us in the overland community and off-road and, you know, rock crawling community, you want the newest, best thing. And I love Bill Stein's. Like I think 8112s are like really awesome. They're pretty cool. But they don't have them for the Bronco yet. They barely just came out with 6100s and I think 5160s oh, for the Bronco. 
And it's hard for me because it's like, I want to say they're better than my Sasquatch shocks, you know, mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's like, should I spend a thousand dollars or should I just wait a year and get the most out of the shocks and wait till they make 81 12s mm -hmm. or buy Kings and just wait, you know, for the Kings. Gosh, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, you have probably one of the newer, newest vehicles on the market, but they haven't, like the world hasn't calibrated to making products that are for that vehicle you know what i'm saying so, oh yeah like tacomas you can buy anything and anything so anything lucky. and everything from them uh rangers are kind of they're they're working their way up towards oh, that because yeah. they're only a couple years old too yeah but broncos have only been out what since this year like a year two years oh, yeah like i'd say jeeps and tacomas are like like wranglers and tacomas like have the best aftermarket like support <laughs> I mean, yeah. Bronco's catching up because mm -hmm. it's like, it's a Ford Jeep, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So people are working on that. Well, I didn't even think about that. Oh, man. Well, you'll get there soon. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Where is the coolest place that you've taken your Bronco, if you have? Yeah, so that's funny that you say that, because um, I was, like, thinking, too, before we started. It's like, maybe you would ask <laughs> me that. And, um, you know, I literally bought the car in, or truck and drove it straight to Texas because I had work in Texas. And... Um, and you just see a lot of phenomenal places on your way to other states. I mean, it's just like gorgeous. Like getting out in a, in a car like that, which is like new and you know it's capable, it's just beautiful. But my favorite place would be New Mexico. New was, Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico. Really? Why? You know, I think to me, I look at it as like, not because I'm in a Bronco, like, you know, I'm not feeling like a cowboy, but <laughs> it's just like, you're out there. And it's like the prettiest sunsets. And there's a, Air Force Base out there. Mm -hmm. and I can't remember it for the life of me right now, but it's a missile test range. Super gangster. Some, I don't know. I'm sure if there's some operator guys or some like hardcore dudes out there, they're definitely going to know what range I'm talking about or what base. It's really, really small. But the sunsets were just absolutely gorgeous. The mountaintops would snow up and it, it was just beautiful. Like just in this like white sand. I mean, it was just easy to offer it out there. Didn't take much work. Did you happen to take any pictures of your Bronco? I think I have some pictures on my phone. Are they on your Instagram? They're not because what the? Well, my actual Instagram right now is like down on repair because I don't know what happened with Instagram. So, but my personal Instagram, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm working on recovering that Instagram, guys. Um, but my personal Instagram, which is Anthony that details, is still up. Um, I'll probably be posting more Bronco stuff on there just mm -hmm. until I can figure out the Bronco Instagram coming back to life. So tell us where we can find you on Instagram. Um, remind us your YouTube name and then also your detailing business. Um, like we just detailed my truck, remember? <laughs> it was such a process, right? It was a bonding experience. It was for sure. <laughs> we, he helped me pressure wash it. We buffed the whole thing. We Oh, we clay barred it and we ceramic coated it. Yeah, so we did a paint correction. Um, before we, well, we did a clay bar and then paint correction. Mm -hmm. And then we actually came and followed it with um, a really nice ceramic product made by Seacourt UK. Um, so some of you may know that if you're in the detailing world or have done your truck, but Seacourt is just a phenomenal product to use. Um, it, and it really helps you. Like you can correct a panel and just like, I, if most of you are following Katie, you kind of see the blue color she has. It's a really pretty color on a Tacoma but you might get these fine micro scratches on there. Well, that ceramic kind of like just fills in those, even if you correct it, because you can only correct a panel so much, 
but her car just looks so glossy. Oh, like, it looks so good. It's so good. It looks so good. Like I park right outside of my work and just customers come in, they're like, whose truck is that? I'm like, oh, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, good. oh, my friend, he helped me out. So yeah, thanks again, dude. It totally looks looks awesome. And oh, yeah, for sure. It fixed, you fixed basically almost all the pinstripes, right? Yeah, like any like little stuff we had going on there that wasn't like deep, like we were able to like fill it, get it and looking pretty again. And it looks like it just came off a showroom floor. Like it's oh, yeah. so shiny it with that so ceramic cool. coat. So how, what would you say, since my truck is a little over two years old, how would you say the paint health is with all that I've done to it? Yeah. So, I mean, you've definitely been on quite a bit of adventures and like when we're looking at panels and we're kind of correcting it, you definitely want to see like what kind of environments trucks have been in. We look at the clay bar and like I can usually tell someone's been spending time in like the desert where there's like maybe Red Rock or like Utah. And, you know, those are things that we'll find as detailers. And um, yeah, I mean, your truck, you definitely been out and exploring. So you had a little micro scratches there and you definitely take good care of your paint. That's for sure. It's definitely apparent. So you definitely care about your car, your truck. Oh, I wouldn't know what that is. But I'm just I, kidding. <laughs> I would say your paints, like for two years, it's like 90% good. That's good. Yeah. Except for the towel situation. I, we'll work on that. I use <laughs> bath towels to dry my truck, which I'll probably get so much crap for. But I just am too lazy. But apparently, <laughs> yeah, obviously it shows that I use my bath towels because of the scratches. But we'll fix that. We'll fix that. Yeah, I was able to notice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's okay. I mean, we're going to convert to microfiber towels now. Yeah. So, I mean, and that will really save a lot of you guys headaches is just using microfibers and taking the tags off of the microfiber. It'll limit the scratches and it's just so good for your paint because it's very soft. I didn't even think about taking off the tag. Oh my gosh. I didn't think about that. Oh yeah. Ooh, tag scratch. That's going to know. <laughs> okay. So we're just about done with the episode. Can you tell us where we can find you really quick on Instagram, YouTube, all that? Yeah, so currently right now on Instagram, I have the Instagram that is up, but I can't get into is Anthony underscore Sasquatch RP. And then the one I'm using right now is my personal, it's Anthony that details. So if you have any detailing questions or inquiries, you can definitely message me there or just whatever questions. And for my YouTube, it's just Anthony underscore Sasquatch. And I have about two videos on there. I'm working on a third one right now, but um, whenever I get time, I try to edit and post, so. Nice. Right on, dude. Do you have any last words you'd care to spread to the world before we end this podcast episode? Um, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I feel like I'm put on the spot. But you like, like <laughs> I think like you should always share wisdom with somebody like when you're being interviewed. And I think, uh, you know, I think hard days happen, right? But if you look at all the hard days you have in a month and look at all the good days you have in a month, you realize that you have way more good days than bad days in life. And that no matter how bad things can get, you can always be optimistic and know that there's a better day coming. So I, I'd have to end it with that. I don't know. Maybe that's like something from my being a veteran. I have to say that. But um, thank yeah. you for your service. And <laughs> thank you, Dr. Phil, for that last commentary. That's thank you great. for my TED talk. <laughs> Good, the, the, it's a good reminder because we all have our bad days and we just kind of sulk and dwell on those days. But when you're saying that we should look at if there's 30 to 31 days in a month, right? how many bad days do we have? Maybe four or five. And then how many good days do we have? Look at right. how many more we have that are Absolutely. way better. So enjoy. My thing is enjoy 
every day and spend it like it's your last because life is short and we never know when it's going to end. Absolutely. I always try to mend broken things that have happened, trying to tell everybody, I have a hard time saying I love you, but I just try to end. (laughs) So I just try to say nice things to people when I leave. And yeah, so good, good information. Well, Katie, I think we all love you. So thank you. (laughs) Stop it! Dr. (laughs) Phil wouldn't say that. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. This was really fun. Absolutely. I think we'll definitely do another podcast episode soon. Yeah, so. thank you for having me. Yeah, and go hit up Anthony, and thanks for listening. Okay, farewell. Say bye-bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs>